Far Away Tree Chapter 10 A Few More Adventures Everyone was pleased to be in the plane because they thought they could fly away from the land of dreams. After a second or two, Beth leaned over to the side of the plane to see how high they were from the ground. She gave a loud cry. What's the matter? asked Joe. Joe, this isn't a plane after all, said Beth in astonishment. It's a bus. It hasn't got wings anymore. Only wheels. And we're sitting on seats at the top of the bus. Well, I didn't. I did think it was a plane. Gosh, aren't we flying then? asked Joe. No, just running down a road, said Fanny. Everyone was silent. They were so disappointed. Then a curious noise was heard. Splitty, splishy, splash, splitty, splash, splash. The children looked over to the side of the bus and they all gave a shout of astonishment. Look, Joe! The bus is running on water, but it isn't a bus anymore. Look, it's got a sail. Everyone looked upwards, and there, below, blowing in the wind, was a great white sail. And Joe was now steering with a tiller instead of a handle or a wheel. It was all very confusing. This is definitely the land of dreams. No doubt about that, said Joe, wondering whatever the ship would turn into next. The awful part is, we are awake, and yet we have to dream like these things happening. An enormous wave splashed over everyone. Fanny gave a scream. The ship rocked backwards and forwards, to and fro, and everyone clung tightly to one another. Let's land somewhere, for goodness sake, cried Rick. Heaven knows where this ship will turn into next. A rocking horse, I should think. By the way, it's rocking itself backwards and forwards. And guess what? No sooner had Rick said that it was turning into a rocking horse, Joe found himself holding into the horse's mane. And the others clung together behind him. The water disappeared. The rocking horse seemed to be rocking down a long road. Let's get off, shouted Joe. I don't like the way this thing keeps changing. Slip off, Moonface, and help the others down. It wasn't long before they were all standing in the road, feeling rather confused. The rocking horse went on rocking by itself down the road. All the children watched it. Then it changed into a large 
brown bear that scampered on its enormous paws. Ha! said Joe. We've got off just in time. Well, what are we going to do now? A man came down the road carrying a green covered tray on his head. He rang a bell. Muffins! Find muffins! He shouted. Muffins! For sale! Ooh! I rarely feel if I could eat a muffin, said Beth. Hey, muffin man! We'll have six muffins, please. The muffin man stopped. He took down his tray from his head and uncovered it. Underneath were not hot muffins, but small kittens. The muffin man seemed to think that they were muffins. He handed one to each of the surprised children and one to Moonface and Saucepan. Then he covered up his tray again and went down the road, ringing his bell loudly. Well, he thinks we can eat kittens, said Ben. But aren't they dear little things? What are we going to do with them? They seem to be growing, said Joe in surprise. And so they were. In a minute or two, the kittens were too heavy to carry. Soon they were big cats. They still went on growing as soon as they were big as tigers. They played around the children who were rather afraid of them. Now listen, said Joe to the enormous kittens. You belong to the muffin man. You go after him and get on to his tray where you belong. Listen, you can still hear his bell. Go along now. To everyone's surprise and delight, the great animals ran off down the road to the muffin man. He will get a surprise, said Rick with a giggle. Hey, don't let us buy anything else. It's a bit too risky. What we really, what we really do, is try to find the hole that leads to the faraway tree," said Joe seriously. "Surely wouldn't want to stay in this peculiar land forever. Gosh, we never know what is happening from one minute to the next. I feel sleepy again." said Moonface, yawning. I do wish I could go to bed. Just as he said that, there came a clippity-cloppity noise behind them. They all turned, and to their amazement, they saw a big white bed following them, trotting along on four fat legs. Gosh, said Rick in surprise. Look at that bed! Where did it come from? The bed stopped just by them 
Moonface yawned. I'd like to cuddle on it and go to sleep, he said. The bed creaked as if it was pleased. Moonface climbed on it. It was soft and cozy. Moonface put his head on the pillow and shut his eyes. He began to snore very gently. This made everyone else feel sleepy too. One by one, they climbed into the big bed and lay down. The bed creaked in a happy way. Then it went on its way again, clippity-cloppeting on its four fat legs, taking the six sleepers with it. Now, what had happened to Silky? Well, she had found Dame Washalot, Mr. What's-His-Name, and the Angry Pixie, and had told all the others how they had fallen asleep in the land of dreams. Oh, good heavens! They'll never get away from there, said What's-His-Name anxiously. We must rescue them. Come along! Dame Washlot put a washtub of water on her head. The angry pixie picked up a kettle of water. What's-His-Name didn't take anything. They went up to the ladder at the top of the tree. The land of dreams is still here, for goodness sake, said Silky when her head peeped over the top. I, can, I can't see that horrid sandman anywhere. Now let's take a good chance to slip up and rescue the others. Come on! Up uh, and up they went. They stared round the field of puppies, but they couldn't see any of the others. We must, we must, we just must hunt for them, said Silky. Oh, look at that great brown bear rushing along. I wonder if he knows anything about the others, she called to him, but he didn't stop. He made a noise like a chicken and rushed on. The four of them wandered on and on, and suddenly they saw something very puzzling coming towards them. Something white and white. Whatever can it be? said Silky in wonder. Goodness me, it's a bed! And so it was. The very bed in which the four children, Moonface and Silky, were asleep. Oh, look! squealed Silky. They're all here. Wake up, Silly's, wake up! But they wouldn't wake up. They just sighed a little and turned over. Nothing that Silky and the others could do to wake them up. And then, in the middle of this, there suddenly came footsteps behind them. Silky turned around and gasped. Oh, it's the Sandman! Don't let them so throw his sand into your eyes! Or you will go to sleep too. Quick, do something. The Sandman was un already dipping his hand into the big sack. 
to throw the sand into their eyes. But quick as lightning, Dame Washelot picked up her water tub and threw all the water over the sack. It wetted the sand so that the sandman couldn't throw it properly. Then the angry pixie emptied his kettle over the sandman himself and began to choke. And he began to choke and splatter. What's his name? Stared. He suddenly took out his small pocket scissors and cut a hole at the bottom of the sack. The sand was dry there. What's his name? Took a handful of it and threw it in the spluttering sandman's eyes. Now you got to sleep a bit, shouted what's his name. And of course, as he said that, the big sandman fell asleep. He sat down under a bush and closed his eyes. His sleepy sand acted on him as much as everyone else. Now we've got a chance, said Silky Please. Help me to wake everyone up. But you know, they just couldn't wake them up. It was impossible. Well, we can't possibly get the bed down the hole, said Silky in despair. Then a bright idea came to her. She felt in Joe's pockets. She turned out the little pink jar of wizardry ointment. There might be just a, just, just a little left, she said. And there was the very tiniest dab. I hope it's enough, said Silky. Get on the bed, Dave Washlot and the others. I'm going to try a little magic. Ready? She rubbed the dab of ointment on the head of the bed and said, Whiz away home, bed, she said. And wow, the big white bed whizzed away. It whizzed away so fast that Silky nearly fell off. It rushed through the air, giving all the birds a great scare. After a long time, it came at the end of the land of dreams. A big white cloud stretched out the edge and the bed flew through it, down and down. Then it flew into another direction. It's going to, it's going back to the faraway tree. I'm sure, said Silky. And so it was. It arrived there and tried to get through the branches. It stuck on one and slid sideways. Everyone began to slide up. Off. Wake up! Wake up! Squealed Silky, shaking the children and Moonface and the saucepan man too. They woke up in a hurry. They were no longer in the land of dreams. They felt themselves falling and got hold of the branches and twigs. Where are we? cried Rick. What has happened? Oh goodness, too many things to tell you at once, said Silky. Is everyone safe? Then for goodness sake, come into my house and sit down for a bit. 
I really feel quite out of breath. And that is the end of the magic far away tree. Chapter 10. We will be doing chapter 11 in the next episode. For now, goodbye.